Hey guys, Sky here. So thank you for listening to the first episode of our podcast. I'm really excited for you to be doing so. Um, I want to mention, though, that we had some technical difficulties while doing it. Uh, The audio quality on this episode is not great. It's not bad. I tried my best to fix it, but it's not great. In the future, it's going to be much better. I figured out what I did. I was messing with some settings to make the file size smaller, and it dropped some samples. So it's going to be much better from here on out. Um, So I hope you enjoy. And I mean, I guess we're setting a low standard. This is great because we're setting a low standard for you, uh, the first episode. It's only going to get better. Uh, The jokes are only going to get better. I'm sure the the quality is only going to get better. I can't guarantee the jokes. Never mind. But um, you'll you'll see that also we we, we started and then I wasn't recording. And so we had to kind of do a, a little weird intro in the beginning. So, um, like I said, it's, it's going to get better. We're going to get better. And I hope you really enjoy. If you have any feedback for us, let me know. Thanks. As an NCAA Division I uh, sports Guys, I haven't been recording this at all. <laughs> no! <laughs> that was such a good intro. That was a good intro. <laughs> What? Uh, hey guys, welcome to uh, We Should Know Better. Yeah. <laughs> this is a podcast where we talk about things that interest us and we also play a game uh, where we started a certain Wikipedia article and we have to get to another certain Wikipedia article uh, just through the links in the pages. So I'm Sky. I'm Kyle. And I'm Tim. <laughs> this is the second yeah. time we've done this intro because I wasn't recording. <laughs> All right, cool. So we are going to start off with Tim hosting and Kyle and I playing, and we'll go from there. And you're going to be asking us a question to figure out who goes first? Yes. All right, cool. So to determine who goes first this time, I'm going to ask a question related to your starting point for this round. All right. Uh, The University of California, Irvine, uh, is an NCAA Division I uh, sports uh, accredited uh, school. Sure, that's a thing. They have a uh, mascot, a team name. Oh, I hate you. That is an animal. Okay. Whoever is closest to uh, telling me what animal they're known for will get to go first. Wait, wait. So we closest? Yes. Is this like... I mean, you can be exact uh, if you actually <laughs> know, of course. But I'm guessing you probably won't get this. And I don't know... And whoever's closest, you're deciding who's closest. I was going to say, it's not like via, does it have four legs or eight? Or does it, I mean. No, no, we're not playing 20 questions. That's a different podcast. (laughs) All right. So write one down, Kyle. Write down your answer. Uh, Show the audience at home. I'm holding it against the computer screen. All right. So I got mine. All right. Kyle, what animal do you have? Obviously, red panda. The red panda. I know that's not I don't know why you would ever pick that. I don't know it either. What do you have, Sky? The amoeba. The amoeba? Yes. What? We're terrible. Okay, let's try that again. <laughs> no, no, no. This is good. Okay. Uh, Go ahead. So I'm going to give it to Sky. Yes. What? Because amoeba starts with A. Oh, and I so does you. the mascot of UC Irvine, the anteater. Yeah. So you're going to start on the uh, Wikipedia page of the UC Irvine anteaters. UC Irvine and eaters. Look at that. Yeah. Yep. I can link you to this too if you want. Right up. No, we're good. I got it. It's not the most uh, lush starting point, uh, admittedly. There's not a whole lot of links on here. But I think that if you navigate correctly, you can end up on the page for vinegar. 
from the UC Irvine Anteaters to vinegar. Um, one of the notable um, aspects of the UC Irvine Anteaters uh, Wikipedia page, which I'm, I'm not picking directly on them. I'm assuming this is probably going to be uh, prevalent on a lot of uh, university sites, is a lot of citations that say, according to whom? According like, to who? Like, uh, UC Irvine alum and former assistant coach David Niffin took over the men's volleyball program as head coach in 2013 with lofty expectations. Citation, according to whom? (laughs) (laughs) Great. Isn't it common knowledge that their volleyball team had lofty expectations? Just lofty expectations, as they should be. All right, Kyle, do you want to up the the, The the ante here? No, no. No, I don't like that one. That's weird. Loser has to sing the Anteaters Go chant. Oh my gosh. Yes. Great. All right. We'll see how, we'll see who has to do that. Mighty Anteaters Go. Are you, are we sure this isn't a superhero team? A popular chant among UC Irvine students during athletic events is Zot, Zot, Zot. Do you know why? Oh, I do. Uh, is it the sound that the Anteater tongue makes? Yes, but specific, like not in nature, but (laughs) (laughs) in a certain comic strip. What? BC. Do you, oh, do you guys oh have BC in Ohio? You oh probably my, did. Yes, we have BC. <laughs> or was the funny pages just like a whole page of Calvin and Hobbes because this is all Ohio has? Actually, honestly, that would have been great, and you know it. You would have yeah, loved it. would have it. been great. No, yeah, no. see? You already regret it. Calvin and Hobbes wasn't even like still in syndication when, uh, when I was around. Oh, man. <laughs> all right, cool. Uh, who's, who's starting? We have to find links. Uh, you started. Yes. Yeah, because you guessed side. Amoeba. Yeah. All right. That's which is closer to Anteater than a red Cause, panda. Because they both start with A. I disagree intensely, by the way, but still. The zot-zot-zot sound is usually accompanied by a rip em eaters hand sign, which is slimmer. Rip em eaters. To- what is that? <laughs> if you visit the uh, Anteaters page here on Wikipedia, you can see an image of President Barack Obama learning how to do the rip em eaters hand sign. Which is definitely not just the rock horns. Okay, so the link I am going to pick is... Seattle Sounders Football Club. Oh, man. Do you know why you I'm picking would. that? No, but I would Seattle love to know. Love soccer slash football. I also love Seattle. I'm just thinking of getting out into uh, location and then hopefully going to find something that has to do with food. So you're trying to find the vinegar capital of the world. Yeah, I'm hoping <laughs> Seattle's the vinegar capital of the world. I'm sure that's where it was. You know, I, I, it wasn't invented there. That would be stupid, but it, it's probably where it was perfected. So that's where I'm going. All right. That's okay. reasonable. Makes sense. Um, what about you, Kyle? I don't know. There are so few things that are not just according to whom. UC Irvine soccer has been a key part of the success of the Big West Conference. According to whom? That's great. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm going to follow a similar line of reasoning, I guess, and just go with one of the stadiums. Let's try Anteater Ballpark. Maybe they talk about the food there. Nope! <laughs> <laughs> Anteater Ballpark is the ballpark of the Anteaters. It is literally... According to whom? 25 words long. <laughs> I'll let you back out of that one. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, you know what? Let's go with the comic strip BC. I'm going to mm. see where that goes. I'm not sure where... I, I'm going to follow this and see where I can go with it. Okay. Anthropomorphic animals from various geologic eras. There we are. So, <laughs> we have Kyle at BC, the comic strip. Yes. And we have Skyler at uh, the Seattle Sounders Football Club, whose nickname is Rave Green. I like that Crayola color. <laughs> yeah, their colors are ridiculous. This is okay. very weird. 
what's very weird about uh, BC the comic strip? Uh, I'm finding that so many of these people are named after so many of these characters. I don't know why I didn't think of this, but it, they're named after people. It's kind of weird. Oh, Johnny Hart, who's the cartoonist, he uh, he started the cartoon. So, Let's see. So, so who who in in Johnny Hart's life was named the Fat Broad? Yeah, now that yeah, I don't know. I'm that's <laughs> not great. That's not the best idea at all. <laughs> Yeah, not um, the most politically correct way to go. Anymore. Yes. However, I I see a no, or I notice that there is a connection between the fact that he was born and lived his entire life in Broome County, New York, and the name of his comic strip. And I wonder if he was trying to be a little bit oh. tongue in cheek there. But it says here that he was inspired to draw cavemen and many other creatures through chance suggestion of one of his coworkers at General, Ele- General Electric and took to the idea, <clears throat> quote, because they are a combination of simplicity and the origin of ideas, unquote. Let's see. He, uh, he was born and lived his entire life in Broome County, New York, and freely donated the use of his characters to county parks, public transit lines, many community organizations, and local sports teams, including the logos for the Binghamton, New York's Minor Hockey League. He does have some human characters, but a lot. There are a lot of animal characters. I did not realize how many there were. All right. <laughs> so back to the Sounders. Uh, obviously, it's about the Puget Sound. Mm. Is where their name came from. Um, it was voted on. They have an online poll, and originally they didn't have the Sounders in there. It was the Pugeters. They researched what the fans wanted. Okay. They had internal committees that figured out that people wanted the Sounders. They liked the Sounders, okay? Um, <laughs> okay. They specifically... We're, we're convinced. It's okay. No, here's the thing. They specifically left the Sounders off of the online poll. Wow. They had Seattle FC, Seattle Republic, and Seattle Alliance, which are all obviously horrible. And it looks like they did this just so that the community would, would like res- respond in backlash. Like, they basically added a, a write-in option. Oh, no. You, no, you that's, know, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, and so then they got... It's, it's basically to make people care about it more. Exactly. Because it, it, it feels more like your... Your team. Team that way, yeah. That's a good idea. <laughs> it's a pretty good idea. <laughs> Which would have been horrible if it didn't work, yes. but glad it did for them. Good job. Speaking of whose team it is... Um, the, the Sounders FC Alliance was established uh, at the request of minority owner Drew Carey. Coming wow. back to Ohio, I see. Yeah. So I think I'm going to click on Drew Carey and see where Drew Carey takes me. What? <laughs> yeah. I'm sure Drew Carey will get me to food, right? <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Oh, no. Wow. That's not where I wanted that to go. All right. Well, that's fine. That's fine. Um, I would like to read some parts here about BC's latent religious aspects, but I think I might skip it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot in here, yeah. yeah. I did not realize there was so much of it about this. Apparently, it had a, 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 couple, a couple strips in 2003 with um, some, a potential anti-Islam message, which Hart uh, said was completely not intentional. But uh, yeah, that's interesting. Interesting. Mm. He, had, he, had some, he had some things going on with that. But I actually know where I'm going to go with this. <clears throat> Among his characters includes, in the human characters, a guy named Clumsy Carp, 
who is a nerdy bespect- bespectacled. Oh, man, I have to try to say it. Ichthyologist. Ichthyologist. Good job. And perpetual klutz. Clumsy enough to trip over a shadow. Uh, Clumsy Carp was patterned after Hart's childhood friend Jack Caprio, which I'm sure Jack Caprio was really thrilled about. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, considering that vinegar is used with a lot of things that have to do with fish, I'm going to click on Ichthyologist and hope that it takes me to fish. Fish and chips. That's kind of the angle I'm going, yes. Going for the fish and chips angle. Yes. This guy's going for the the Drew Carey angle. Food angle, yes. (laughs) All right, so Drew Carey. (laughs) The first first paragraph is about the Drew Carey show. (laughs) Uh, Whose line is it anyway? And then the second paragraph, he talks about the price is right, as you'd expect. Mm. And then he's interested in a variety of sports, has worked as a photographer of the U.S. national team soccer games, um, and is a minority owner of the Major League Soccer Team Seattle Sounders, which we knew. He's also a member of the WWE Hall of Fame. What? I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I he don't. he is he is on their website. Yes. What? How? I don't know. But apparently, he was inducted in 2011. I don't know either. I uh, I don't believe. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Drew Carey on WWE.com. Wow. I, yeah, so I love how this doesn't give any other clues to why he is, why he is there. Nope. Okay. So other things that Drew Carey did, he was also <laughs> in commercials uh, for restaurants in the late 1990s in Canada uh, with the Great Root Bear, which I've never – I don't know what that is. I don't know if that's a restaurant. Uh, I want to know what that is. It's a link. It must be an a- it must be the A and W bear. His two year contract with A and W Food Service of Canada was cut short in November 1998 after an episode of the Drew Carey Show featured McDonald's. No, <laughs> and then he had to sue for his compensation. Okay, so first off, that's awesome, and second, that's why you have editors, and third, I didn't realize there was an A and W bear. Yeah, the Great Root Bear, also called Rudy, is the mascot of A and W Nice. He has a theme song. And it's a tuba-driven jingle entitled "Badum Badum." Badum, <laughs> Badum. But hey, there's a lot of food words here. This is exactly what I was looking for. All <laughs> food right. Words. Um, I think I'm gonna click on A and W Food Services of Canada. That actually could get you there because that sounds interesting. That, sure. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm there with you. How's it going on, on the fish side of things? On ichthyology, uh, I'm I'm actually having a little trouble finding interesting facts beyond you know just who are prominent ichthyologists. Uh, although that's cool, I didn't realize that Aristotle actually studied uh, ichthyology formally. Like he incorporated it into his. It says here, Aristotle incorporated it, incorporated ichthyology into formal scientific study. Uh, he provided the earliest taxonomic classification of fish accurately describing 117 species of Mediterranean fish. So according to him, there were only 117 different kinds of fish. He may have been on the short end there, you know, a little bit missing the mark, but still, still, I guess that's a good try. Uh, I'm going to actually take uh, the very first or second link in, oh wow, I could just take the Greek word fish. I didn't realize that's a, that's a clickable link, but I am going to take just fishes. Fishes. And uh, hopefully that will get me to preparation is food. There we are. All right, guys. Are you ready for the burger family quiz? What? All right. I'll start you off. Uh, baby burger. <laughs> okay. What do you? Oh yeah. It's a small beef patty. 
ketchup, unseated hamburger bun. These are the burgers at A&W. There's a mama burger. What? That's a regular beef patty. Onion slice, pickles, ketchup, mustard, miracle whip, sesame seed bun. Uh, teen burger, which is the same as the mama, but with extra <laughs> toppings. And then the papa burger, <laughs> doesn't sound right. which is the same as the mama, <laughs> but two beef patties instead of just one. Can you think of other burgers in the burger family? Is there an uncle burger that I wanted to know. a little funky but lets you stay up at night? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. there is. It's a five-ounce beef patty, which remember, not what? the other ones are just regular and small. This is a specifically five-ounce beef patty. Mustard mixed with mayo. What? So, yeah, it does smell that funky. It is funky. Yeah, plus pickles, plus tomato, plus lettuce, three red onion rings, and a sesame seed bun. Wow. Is there a cousin burger that is just slightly older than you that thinks that you are not cool at all, even as you keep catching up with them in age? No, there's never a burger for myself. Oh. <laughs> wow, that got closer than I thought it was. <laughs> I thought that's what you're going with. No. <laughs> uh, that, that was not intentional. There's a grandpa burger, which is the same oh, as the mama, but three beef patties instead of just one. How do you go from mama to grandpa? Yeah. These are kind of sexist burgers. They're using the mama burger as a standard, which is kind of weird. That is weird. Discontinued members of the burger family are the grandma (laughs) burger. You know what what the grandma burger was? Is it a burger with lace on it? No, it's gross. It it was the burger. It was the burger that that constantly wanted to give you another of itself to eat. (laughs) You never had enough. No, you're actually close to another type of burger, the next type of burger. This one is a prime rib burger topped with caramelized onions and horseradish sauce. And the baby burger twins. The baby burger twins are a pair of sliders. Uh, A&W also had a line of chicken known as the chubby chicken. Nope. There's original chubby burger, <laughs> spicy chipotle chubby burger, and BLT Not chubby going burger. anywhere near. Yeah. So anyway. Nope. Um, nope. The other thing that A&W sells is french fries. <laughs> and I know what I like on my French fries. If I'm clicking on is French it, fries, is it mayonnaise? It also has poutine here, which I really want to click, but no. Click, click it, click no, it. No French fries. Dang it! French fries. Get what about form? you, Kyle? <laughs> Spooky <What>? Halloween episode. <laughs> <laughs> Under the sea. What about you? Uh, Hanging out well, with the fishes. Uh, this quality is going to be so bad, guys. Anyway, <laughs> it does sound kind of under the sea, but that's okay. Ooh. Uh, well, this is kind of terrifying. I have been looking for an interesting fact and finding lots of stuff about fish reproduction that I want to know nothing about. Uh, however, according to the definition above, all mammals including Okay, you know what? I'm just going to go back to this because this Wikipedia page um, actually is itself. Many types of aquatic animals commonly referred to as, quote, fish, unquote, are not fish in the sense given above. Examples include shellfish, cuttlefish, starfish, crayfish, and jellyfish. In earlier times, even biologists did not make a distinction. 16th century natural historians also classified seals, whales, amphibians, crocodiles, and even hippopotamuses, as well as a host of aquatic invertebrates as fish. Oh gosh, you're so dumb. However... <laughs> oh no, it gets better. Okay. Uh, however, according to the definition above, all mammals, including cetaceans like whales and dolphins, are not fish. In some contexts, especially in aquaculture, the true fish are referred to as, and this is a single word, finfish. 
or uh, alternatively, fin fish. Two words to distinguish them from these other mam or other animals. So specifically, if it is a fish, <laughs> it can be also not at all. Not all fish are fin fish, but all oh, fin, fin fish, fish are fish. fish. Yes, and they're all hippopotamuses. And they are all hippopotamuses, hippopotamuses all the way down. <laughs> Actually, literally turtles <laughs> in this case. <laughs> Hippopotamus and turtles. Hippopotami. Uh, Hippopotami. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's that's the thing that I would want to point out because this page is too pedantic for itself. So um, I'm trying to find – I really thought I'd be able to find something re- relating to the food that people make from fish. Why has no one written about how delicious they are? <laughs> I really thought that that would be an important part of this Wikipedia page. I don't know why. <laughs> I thought that would be the case because I consider them to be food a lot. Uh, let's see. Maybe I should just try one that we commonly use as food. Let's go with uh, uh, tuna's close. You know what? I'll try. I'll try tuna. All right. I'm at, All right. I'm at French fries. Yep. Dang it! Um, Dang it! There are a lot of different variations of french fries i think we all know what french fries are uh i think it's thomas jefferson is credited it's like let me see <laughs> I gotta that on his skin. That he, if only there was some place you could verify that thomas jefferson <laughs> had potatoes served in the french manner at a white house dinner in 1802 um saying that the tree of freedom must sometimes be uh watered with the blood of french fries <laughs> yeah the expression <laughs> french fried potatoes first occurred in print in English in the 1856 work Cookery for Maids of All Work. Wow. By E. Warren. There are so many photos of French fries on I this page. I'm so hungry. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is what you guys, I mean, this was your own deal. So, you did this to yourself. You know some variations of French fries, right? Like, you know, there's poutine, which everybody kind of knows. Curly fries, yes. chili cheese fries, sweet potato fries. Have you ever heard of tornado fries? They sound dangerous. They are made by skewering. <laughs> the whole yep. potato and then cutting <laughs> Not with a making specialized it spiral slicer. <laughs> you were exactly wow. correct. The potato is spread evenly along the skewer and deep fried. That is amazing. It fuses the potato to the skewer and holds it in place. Yeah, this still Basically, sounds dangerous. it's a it's a potato kebab. It's a giant potato sword is what it is. <laughs> Can you send, send this to me immediately. I'm sending it to you. <laughs> I'm thinking the show notes. The, the kid in the photo on the page is in pure awe <laughs> of this thing he's holding, like, and what? I do not blame him. What am I going to do? Well, it's like three well, feet long. Like, yeah, that's a baseball bat made of potato. And that's that's a single potato. Oh, my that gosh. That is an exploded potato. It's <laughs> like all, potato diagram. Yeah, so like, <laughs> it's great. You can see all the inside organs. And below that is the accompaniments of, that you can have with French fries. They're served with a variety of accompaniments, such as salt and vinegar. Ah, uh, no, no. Keep, oh. keep going. Keep going. There is a great list of condiments here. Are you ready? Do you want me to read it as quickly as I possibly can? Yes. Should we, wait. Oh, yeah. Do, uh, do the uh, Hot Wheels voice. <laughs> do not give us time to go, what? What? <laughs> go, go quickly. Do it. Uh, pepper, grated cheese, melted cheese, mushy peas, heated curry sauce, curry ketchup, mildly spiced mix of the former, hot or chili sauce, mustard, mayonnaise, Bernese sauce, tartar sauce, tzatziki, feta cheese, garlic sauce, fry sauce, ranch dressing, barbecue sauce, gravy, aloe brown sauce, ketchup, lemon sauce, piccoli, pickled cu- cucumber, pickled gherkins, 
pickled <laughs> onions and pickled eggs. Pickled, pickled. Ah, <laughs> threw me off. There you go. Sometimes they're served with pickled eggs, everyone. Yay. Actually, that sounds amazing. No. I wonder if mushy like peas is actually something someone uses or if they just put it in there to rhyme with grated cheese and melted cheese. <laughs> grated <laughs> cheese, <laughs> melted <laughs> cheese, mushy peas. <laughs> mushy peas are dried marrow fat peas, which are first soaked overnight in water with bicarbonate soda slash baking soda. Then rinsed in fresh water and simmered with a little sugar and salt until they form a thick green lumpy soup. And I know why. I know how we figured out milk. Okay, I know how we got there. How did we get to mushy peas? Why did we do this to ourselves? Oh, it's British. Okay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, I'm at vinegar. So. Well, bravo. You sir. are the winner. Boom. Bravo. I guess I have to sing Anteaters Go. Do do we have a do we have a reference? Do I need do we have it's a at the bottom of the apps? No. We yeah, we, we have the lyrics, but we're absolutely not giving you the, the music. No, actually, that's what I'm that's what I'm asking for. Let me take a look at it and I will tell you what tune you have to sing it to. Oh my gosh. Oh. Well, I'm trying to I was hoping that I'd be able to again get to like fish and chips, which would get me to chips, which would get me to oh. um, bushy peas. Um <laughs> I I know what tune he should sing it to. What's wrong? Wait, why are you doing that? Why are you saying it like Text that? Text it to me, Tim. What? <laughs> I, I don't like this. <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm going to go with fillets. Fish fillets. Oh, my gosh. I still can't do this in two clicks. Fish fillets can be contrasted with fish steaks, which are cut perpendicular to the spine and include the larger bones. That's kind of terrifying. I did not know there was a specific word for this, but special cut fillets are taken from the, from solid large blocks. These include a, quote, natural cut fillet, wedge, rhombus, or tail shape. Fillets may be skinless or have skin on. Pin bones may or may not be removed. A fletch is a large boneless fillet of halibut, swordfish, or tuna. So, there you go. Those are... A fletch? Fletch. F-L-E-T-C-H. Cool. So now you know how to order... An entire large boneless fillet of halibut, swordfish, or tuna. Thanks, Elton Brown. <laughs> um, all right, so vinegar. There is a lot of a lot of different types of vinegar. I did not realize yeah. there'd be so many types. Um, there's honey vinegar. Um, it's rare, although commercially available honey vinegars are produced in Italy, France, Romania, and Spain, which is kind of weird. I thought that would be from Asia for some reason. Maybe just because most vinegars come from Asia. Um, there's also one you can make out of kiwi fruit, uh, which is kind of insane. Kombucha, you kind of know that. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. I, I don't. What's kombucha? Delicious. What is that? It's sort of a, a steeped, or no, um, fermented tea. Yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. The vinegar is a symbiotic culture of yeast and bacteria. It can actually be really terrible, but sometimes it's really well. It's one of too. those things where you either get right or get wrong, and yep. snoot, snooty <laughs> hipsters know the difference, but they don't actually know the difference. They just know the place that their other hipster friends took them to. Yeah, we're gonna really diss hipsters on this on this podcast a lot. I'm pretty okay with that. Vinegar made from raisins. That, which where do you actually sounds really good? Where do you think that happens? Uh, that sounds like something that would happen i don't know where would they where would they look at a raisin and say you know what that's not enough <laughs> uh middle east so oh. arabic countries oh. Yeah. oh okay so ant eaters go tim had the perfect suggestion 
Under the Sea. <laughs> so, <laughs> collect your thoughts, figure out the syllables. I don't know how I could do this. The perfect blend of anteater and fish. I'm not really sure how to do this. Uh... <laughs> go, mighty anteaters, go. Beat each opposing foe. Oh, we'll win the battle tonight. You see, I fight. We are marching to victory. <laughs> no, keep going. This is the best. <laughs> Colors love for all to see. Oh, how faithful we'll always be. Oh, true to the blue and gold. <laughs> this actually fits. UCI's eye. UCI's eye. UCI's eye. UCI's eye. I can't do it. Uh, to all matter, we sing. Uh, <laughs> I, have, I forgot the melody at this point. Uh, to all matter, we sing. Long lost the praises <laughs> ring. Oh, how that you are, Vine. UCI. UCI. Hey, good job. <laughs> That was such a bad thing. I am so proud of both of you. Uh, <laughs> all right. Oh, man. I'm very disappointed in myself for not being able to just recall that song on cue. <laughs> all right. So is that what we're doing? The winner stays or the winner gets the host? The winner. Well, the winner can choose. Let's oh, say yeah. That. that sounds like I can choose either to host the next game or uh, to take stay to- as a player. Go double or nothing. Okay. Um, I will... I'll host with that. All right. So you guys are going from uh, running of the bulls. Oh, man. Cool. Yep. To... Oh, wait. Do you want to give us a question before we actually get to the page? Oh, do we want to do that? I like that. I thought that was fun. All right. That required me to think of the question. Take, take five seconds. Alright. Mm-hmm. So here's your question about running out of the bowls. Whoever gets <laughs> closest by my subjective opinion. Sure. Uh, yep. How did it start? Oh, man. Well, it all started uh, when a guy who was uh, dressed entirely in red uh, walked in front of a bowl. Just the bull could not help but chase him down, and he just happened to run through. As he was running from the bull, he actually ran past an entire uh, group of bulls. Heard of them? Is that is that what it is? Business and a business of bulls. <laughs> <laughs> a business meeting of bulls. As he was running, he actually ran into a a national red uh, red shirt parade. And uh, it just turned into a, a giant running of the bulls uh, as everyone scattered and bulls gored everyone in sight. All right, Tim, do you even want to try? Because that's pretty much exactly how it happened. No. What? <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's not- <laughs> okay, good. So I, I think one day some bulls were just minding their own business. Uh, one suddenly looks up and is like, hey, where's my wallet? <laughs> <laughs> and they see some punk in white with like a red scarf, like running away from them. It's like, hey, hey, you got my wallet? <laughs> and they just start chasing after this guy. But unfortunately, this guy runs into a plaza that's filled with all these other guys that just happen to be wearing the same clothes. <laughs> <laughs> so the bulls just have to go after all of them. That and day, day lives forever in, in infamy. In, in bull mythology. Yeah. They're still looking for that wallet. Yeah. It, it was a genuine leather wallet, too. It didn't even have any money in it, but it was a <laughs> gift from his mom. Oh, my gosh. Those those two facts. Two facts that you guys just put together makes it really sad. 
was a genuine leather wallet. It was from his oh, mom. Was, oh, yes, no. of course. It was literally you guys, his mom. I'm going to have to flip a coin because you guys are so close. <laughs> no, actually, I think I'm going to give it to... Okay, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll talk to you about it first. It's not exactly clear, according to Wikipedia. It's, oh. Bullfighting became a popular pastime, so there were a lot of bull rings, and in order to get them from the corral to the bull ring and from bull ring to bull ring, they would run the bulls through the streets. And eventually people started to run with the bulls. <laughs> and as every year passed, this became more and more popular, and now it's a, a part of the festival. Why didn't they just build the bull ring closer to the pens? Why don't they just... Yeah, put the pens in the bullring. <laughs> like, I feel like this could have been solved without needing to endanger people. Well, there's a lot of things that could be solved that way, probably. Well, I gotta decide who, who won that. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna give it to Tim, because I liked that he mentioned that he runs into uh, basically a square of, of, of similarly dressed people. And so, I mean, that is a problem, is that they're, they're getting through locations with a lot of people. I really like that idea. I wanted to go with that, uh, especially Tim, because it makes me think of like a James Bond scene when yes. he's chasing down the guy and he just dashes into a square and suddenly, implausibly, yep. there are 40 of the same person just walking around in the square because it's like a convention of, of dudes who look like they've in the bowl or, or like they're running in the with the bowls. But inevitably, the bad guy just for a second turns his head <laughs> to look and see if he's following him. Yes, and Vaughn notices him. The chase Von is on. Done. So you guys are going from running the bowls to dietary fiber. Oh, so going from running to keeping regular, huh? Yep. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Thank you for doing that. So I did not have to. To that's, that's my job. <laughs> nice. Okay, fiber. Mm. Dietary fiber, you said. Specifically. Yep. Okay, so um, the run is depicted in the 1991 Billy Crystal film City Slickers, where the character Mitch, played by Crystal, is gored, none fatally, from behind by a bull mm. during a vacation with the other main characters. Ow. Um, I think I'm going to go with Billy Crystal. <laughs> I think that's a man who stays regular. <laughs> wow. He's getting up there wow. in age, so he probably needs to. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow, right above, right above him is the is the list of the the fifteen deaths since nineteen ten in the bull oh. run. Yeah, uh, thirteen of them are by goring. One was hit by a horn, and uh, the final one suffocated in a pileup. Oh no! Yep. That's that's a bad way to go with the of the bulls. Everyone's from Spain except two: Mexico dude Gonzalo Bustandui. But I thought first I read that as Bustin' Duty, and it really had to stop myself from saying Bustin' Duty. There's also Matthew Peter Tassio, who was from Illinois. Oh man, yeah. who who really probably should have known better. So your twelve of these people are from the same place in Spain. They must be from the home of the running of the bulls. Yeah. All right, Let's Kyle, see. you got an idea of what you're doing? Oh man, I this is really tough. I'm trying to find something that puts me near. Like, at least toward health, you know? Uh, and I... Wait, no, I can do... <laughs> they have lists of types of injuries. So here we go. Why don't I use contusions or asphyxia? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you? Let's go with contusions. Oh, wow. All right, Tim, where are you going next? Or what, what are you finding with Billy Crystal? <laughs> um, 
I was hoping I'd, I'd find some things that he might have sponsored or, you know, things that he endorsed. Um, I'm not finding that, unfortunately. Mm. Uh, Crystal appeared briefly in the Rob Reiner documentary. This is Spinal Tap. As Morty the Mime, Vader dressed as a mime at one of Spinal Tap's parties. Oh, wow. What? He shared the scene with a then unknown and unspeaking Dana Carvey, stating famously what? that mime is money. Oh, my gosh. I had no idea. Yeah. That's amazing. Who knew he could play a mime? He was also originally asked to provide the voice of Buzz Lightyear in Toy Story. Ugh. I mean, oh. Yeah, it's, you know, after, <laughs> after well, you know, he probably would have done a good job, but but knowing, like, Tim Allen doing it so long, yeah, it just doesn't sound right for him to do it. It'd be like if Tim Allen did um, Mike from Monsters, Inc. It wouldn't. Yeah. Oh, man. It would now be weird, yeah. That is very weird. That's That's making it strange. On both ends. Um, I am going to go from Billy Crystal to Bob Hope. You're getting closer. I can feel I'm it. Trying to get, I'm trying to get the older and older celebrities. Unfortunately, Bob <laughs> passed away, of course, but mm-hmm. I'm sure he needed fiber. So uh, this this uh, page about bruising, which is where I got from uh, contusions. Uh, this is really super interesting. I, I'm enjoying this a lot. I did not know it was about, well, no, 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 not enjoying bruising because that's weird. Um, okay. no, but they, uh, the things that have to do with the, the size and shape of bruises, of course, uh, what, what type of condition the tissue's in. Um, let's do a quick quiz. Yeah, uh, true or false? Uh, let's see. True or false? Uh, elderly skin and other tissues, uh, bruise easier than others. True. Tim? False. Uh, it is actually true. Yeah. Uh, elderly skin and other t- tissues are often thinner and less elastic and bruise easier. Um, true or. It was the skin that bruised. I thought it was like the vessels beneath the skin. Uh, apparently, you see it more easily. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, true or false? More bruising occurs in females. Uh, false. True. True. <laughs> It is true, yeah. according what? to Wikipedia. Uh, but guys hit each other so much more. <laughs> <laughs> We're really terrible to each other. Uh, more bruising in- occurs in females due to increased subcutaneous fat. Oh. So I suppose that has something to do with the amount of blood vessels that are there? They don't want to hear that. No, um, that's the wrong answer. <laughs> but still, let's see. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> discoloration. Let's see. Oh, yeah. Discoloration caused by bruises is more prominent in lighter complexions. More prominent in lighter complexions? Yes. Um, I would say that's true. I yeah. Think. Yes, you are correct. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I'm like, is this a trick question? I'm like, is this a trick somehow? Yeah. That was the point, yes. Uh, um, coagulation, platelet, and blood vessel diseases uh, do not increase bruising. Um, I'm going to say false. I say, yeah, false. Yeah, you're correct. It, they, it, it, I guess they can, it can spread a lot or be right. a lot more visible. If you, if you can't stop bleeding as easily, <clears throat> you're going to bruise more. Yes. Uh, and then finally, uh, redheads bruise more often than non-redheads. Yes. We're wins. True. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's, I forgot. I didn't think about that. Sky would know because of knowing. I don't even. Uh, I don't even know if I'm a redhead. Am I a redhead? You're close enough. I, I yeah. Uh, 
You know, I used I, of of the of the three of us. You, oh yeah, you are you're the redhead of the group. Yeah, my Ready, beard, reddest head. My beard is pretty red. My, yeah, my face cone, is ginger. Conan beard. I have a very ginger yeah. face. My uh, my beard grows in a little bit red sometimes, but not nearly as yeah. <laughs> so that was the uh, bruise quiz. But I guess I have to find something else. Uh, you guys know a decent amount of bruises, apparently. I that bruise quiz, man. We you did. Yeah. School of Hard Knocks, my friend. Oh, wow. Wow. I, I have a physical... My wife is a physical therapist. <laughs> Fair enough. Yep. And I've run into so many doorknobs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, all right. What am I, I looking... Oh, right. Dietary fiber. Yeah, you're looking for dietary fiber. You know what? I'm going to go... Maybe maybe I should go more toward like the, uh, the health side. They have painkillers on here. Sure. I might try that. Let's go with... Yeah, let's go with painkillers. Just general painkillers. Moving on. Go for it, Tim. Bob Hope had a 23,366-square-foot <laughs> home uh, built in 1973 to resemble a volcano. What? It's located above Palm Springs. <laughs> let's see if I can find a picture of this house. <laughs> Bob Would Hope Volcano it? House. It's that's a, That's a term on Google to search. <laughs> it's... So, uh, it doesn't really resemble a volcano that much to me, as much as it does like like a, a spade, like a playing card spade with a hole in the middle. Mm. So wait, you just go in the top or what? Maybe you maybe you get lower from a helicopter <laughs> every time. I mean, he did a lot of USO work. He was probably shuttled around a lot like that. Oh sure, yeah. What is it about having a lot of money that just makes you like lose <laughs> all sense of taste? I think it might be more like. You know, you're rich and you want a house, so you find, like, a prominent designer. And you'd be like, <laughs> I'm going to give you so much money to um, give me something unique that is, you know, your design. And so they can do whatever the heck they want. Yeah, I guess yes. that's true. And if you had that sort of thing, you know, that sort of opportunity, wouldn't you make a volcano house? <laughs> Um, so where I'm going to go next is um, they talk about uh, his children. Mm. And one of his children named Tony became uh, served as a presidential appointee in the administrations of Bill Clinton and George wow. H.W. Bush. Wow. I'm going with George H.W. Bush <laughs> on a hope that it's going to mention something that he is famous for saying. Man, you are oh. really, really, you're really pushing for this. You're just sending us – it's just a, a tour of old people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the elderly. <laughs> All right. So you're, you're going with George H.W. Bush. All right, Kyle. So you picked uh, Painkiller, which – go ahead. So I really want to – I the thing that I want to go with immediately is also the thing that I might end up going with. Um in choosing analgesics, the severity in response to the other medication determines the choice of agent. The World Health Organization pain ladder specifies mild analgesics as its first step. First off, there's a World Health Organization pain ladder. Second, there's a World Health Organization pain ladder. Yeah. Take you up I really ladder. want to take pain ladder. <laughs> I really, really, really want to take pain ladder. But that's not going to get me closer to <laughs> Son, I'm going to take you up the pain ladder. <laughs> take you up a few rungs. I, see, it has so many uses. Because, I mean, like you could be like that. You could get hit with the pain ladder. Don't walk under the pain ladder. Yeah, I mean, like 
I, that seems doubly uh, un, uh, doubly misfortunate to to go under a pain ladder. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to disappoint you. The pain ladder only has three rungs. I know. It's like a little tiny step pain ladder. <laughs> I did already click through, yes, just to see, yep. which is a shame. But, but, I I am glad that there is such a thing as the as the WHO pain ladder band name, by the way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they, they were that that was Ario Speedwagon's uh, rival. <laughs> they didn't make it, unfortunately. <laughs> I don't see why not. Their name is awesome. Yeah, man. <laughs> I have to figure out something else here. Um, in terms of what else takes me to like a normal everyday. Mm. Oh, wait. Uh, oh, wait. Uh, caffeine. That could take me toward that. I might take that. Let's go toward caffeine. All right. So you're going towards caffeine, trying to get to dietary fiber. I'm, I'm working on and it. Tim is it. George H.W. Bush. So let me explain why I, I tried to <laughs> go with George H.W. Bush. Please. Mm-hmm. Is that he, he's famously known for, um, for saying how much he hates broccoli. Oh, yeah. And I was hoping oh. I could link to broccoli and get dietary fiber from broccoli. Wow, that was such a good that play. Is a, that would have been a crazy play. That's a master level play. So instead, let's talk about the vomiting incident. Yes. Always. Always. <laughs> On January 8th, 1992, around 8.20 p.m., uh, JST, I guess that's Japanese standard, Japan standard time, time. Yeah. Bush vomit, fainted after vomiting at a banquet hosted by the then Prime Minister of Japan, Kiichi Miyazawa. Bush had been attending a state event for 135 diplomats held at the home of the Japanese Prime Minister near the end of his 12-day trade-oriented trip through Asia. Earlier that day, Bush had played a doubles tennis match in which the Emperor of Japan, Akihito, and his son, the Crown Prince Naruhito, beat Bush and his partner, a former U.S. ambassador to Japan. Bush later stated to the press that he had been afflicted with a 24-hour flu bug. So the tennis match doesn't count. Right. (laughs) We did not lose. Um, I have an excuse for vomiting. Footage of the president vomiting was broadcast on the ABC network, and Saturday Night Live presented a parody skit of the incident in the form of an Oliver Stone conspiracy movie. The incident was also satirized in an episode of The Simpsons and an episode of King of the Hill. Of course it was. According to USA Today, the incident was one of the top 25 memorable public meltdowns that had us talking and laughing or cringing over the past quarter century. Yeah. All, Which, all three of those I, things. I don't know. I, could you really call it a meltdown? Like A meltdown seems more like a, a chosen thing that happens or after like, a whole lot of stress. I mean, his body if melted you, down. If you're sick <laughs> and you got a puke, man, that's... In like in like the nuclear know, power just, plant sense of the word, his body just <laughs> there was yeah. definitely some stress there. There was a meltdown. Yep. Yes. So I'm going to try going with my with my plan here. Continuing, I'm going to go now to Dan Quayle. Yes. <laughs> He's also I mean, yeah. known for a um, food related uh, incident. Okay, I'm not going to fault you for choosing people that are associated with food because that's what got me the win last game. So I love this page right. so much. So you're <laughs> you love caffeine. All right. I, in fact, I dislike caffeine intensely in that I'm trying to avoid it most of my life. Uh, but this is amazing. And uh, according to Chinese legend, Chinese emperor Shennong reported or reputed to have reigned in about 3000 BCE, accidentally discovered tea 
when he noted that when certain leaves fell into boiling water, a fragrant and restorative drink resulted. So that's how we got it. Wow. Okay, that makes sense. There's an explanation for that. I'm still looking for yes. the explanation for mushy peas. Mm, there is no explanation. Uh, however, guess what? You can die from caffeine. Oh, yeah, you totally can die from caffeine. Uh, you can die from anything. Everything. That's true. Everything guess what, guys? Uh, we're going to ask a question about it. How much caffeine does it take to kill a, a human adult, the average human adult? In milligrams? Yes, in milligrams, it, it states specifically uh, milligrams per kilogram of body mass. I've heard this before. I know it's not like a ton. I think it's like 150 milligrams, something like that. I'm going to say 450. Sky is dead on. Uh, oh, it is yes. 150, 150 to 200, it says. Uh, can you guys take a guess for an, a bonus point, I guess? Uh, how many... Uh, roughly, how many cups of coffee is that for the average adult? Oh, man. 40 cups? 10. <laughs> wow. <laughs> N- neither of you are close. Thank God. Uh, it says roughly 80 to 100 cups of coffee for the average adult. Oh, wow. Okay. It would be very difficult to do now, with are these, regular are coffee. Are these standard size or are these bente? Bente. <laughs> uh, usually they go... Uh, yeah, usually they go as far as like just uh, – I think it's an 8-ounce coffee or maybe a 6-ounce coffee. I can't recall is the standard. But uh, achieving a lethal dose, dose of caffeine would be difficult with regular coffee, but it's easier to reach with high doses of caffeine pills. And chronic liver disease is one factor that can slow down the metabolism of caffeine. Mm. So uh, there has been a reported death of a man who had liver cirrhosis overdosing on caffeinated mints. Wow. So there you go. They can kill you. It's nasty stuff. Yeah. We don't think of it yes. in like it's, it's so weird that we think of drugs in like their solid form most of the time. And so we don't really oh. think of it in coffee because it's like, oh, this is, I guess it's a drug, but it's not really a drug. Cause oh, no, it's totally I'm a totally drug. drinking in this liquid. Um, no, ab- absolutely a drug. We associate it with, with coffee so much. Um, it's interesting that we let that happen. Uh, I, I mean, like we, we kind of just, give into that and be like, oh yeah, this is just a chemical that we don't think to, it's an ev- it's natural, it's an everything, you know? So I'm looking at how it was discovered. In 1819, German chemist, he, mm-hmm. uh, he isolated uh, like pure caffeine for the first time and he called it cafe base, a base wow. that exists in coffee. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, just from the get-go, we were just associating it with coffee and not with like... It, with it being a, a psychoactive drug. Yep. It is not well regulated in terms of, uh, let's see, in the United States, the FDA restricts beverages to containing less than 0.02% caffeine, but caffeine powder, which is sold as a dietary supplement, dang it, it's not linked, is (laughs) unregulated. I'm trying to find the word supplement. I figured that it would be on here, and it's not. It's making me so sad. Uh, Psychoactive drug. Energy drinks, you know, that would actually get me to the word supplement somewhere along the line. You know what? I am just going to take the word, uh, I am going to take so- uh, energy drinks. See where it goes. All right, cool. Nice. Go for it. That was good. All right, Tim, you're on Dan Quayle. So, so why, why, do, why do you guys think I, I chose Dan Quayle? Because he's hilarious? You guys don't remember the potato incident? No. no. Oh, yeah, you were young. I was a little in. It was 1992. I was watching Power Rangers. New Jersey. And Dan Quayle was um, moderating a spelling bee oh, at right. Munoz Rivera Elementary School. 
12-year-old student, William Fig- Figueroa, I'm sorry for mispronouncing that, um, <laughs> was asked to spell the word potato. Oh, man. Which he spelled P-O-T-A-T-O. Yep. Dan Quayle said he was wrong. Oh, what? No. That he needed an E at the end. Oh, oh yes. Although, yes. to his credit, according to the New York Times and Quayle's memoirs, he was relying on cards provided by the school, which Quayle claims included the misspelling. Quayle said he was uncomfortable with the version he gave, but did so because he decided to trust the school's incorrect written materials <laughs> instead of his own judgment. I would have been like, you're wrong? I think. <laughs> no, maybe? you're right. You're right. You're fine. You're fine. Ding. <laughs> yeah. This, this um, turns around to the audience. Is anyone else? Is this? Do we have a potato in the house? Can we get a consensus on this? Do we have a potato in the house? He said a lot of things as vice president. That's kind of his job, yeah. <laughs> um, here's some other quotes from him. He's like the urge of Biden. He, sort of, he was sort of like a Yogi Berra-ish kind of character. Yeah, like yeah, He yeah. just sort of stumbled over himself a lot. Um, I have made good judgments in the past. I have made good judgments in the future. Wow, when, that's amazing. When he addressed the United Negro College Fund, whose slogan is a mind is a terrible thing to waste, he said, you take the UNCF model that what a waste it is to lose one's mind or not yep. to have a mind is being very wasteful. No, How he, true that is. Uh, See, he lost control of that halfway through mm-hmm. saying it. And instead of just letting it go, he's like, no, I can get this. I can, I can it, get this. Uh, the Holocaust <laughs> was an obscene period in our no. nation's history. No. No, not our nation's, but in World War II. No. I mean, we all lived in this century. I didn't live in this century, oh, no. but in this century's history. No. Going through his head is just like, don't make it, don't make it another potato. Don't do it. Pull up, pull up. And then, oh, God. Uh, the quote that the quote that's containing the link that I'm going to go to go with. Shortly after Bush announced the space exploration initiative, we all know that went well, um, which included a man landing on Mars. Quail has asked his thoughts on sending humans to Mars. This is what he had to say: Mars is essentially in the same orbit as Earth. Mars is somewhat at the same distance from the sun, which is very important. We have seen pictures where there are canals, we believe, and water. If there is water, that means there is oxygen. If oxygen, that means we can breathe. What? Oh, that's as bad um, as The word like, I'm going with here is, is water. That's as bad as, like, Miss Tennessee and her maps. Oh, oh, no. Oh, geez, that hurts. Oh, no. I thought this was just going to be water in general. Yeah. Is it water this on is Mars? water on Mars. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, man. <laughs> Detour. Detour. I want to know so much about the water on Mars. Amazing. If you do not go with that, Tim, please send it to me oh, later. I, I already have gone with it. <laughs> All right, Kyle. For the music group, see Water on Mars, the band. Oh, my gosh, I will. I will be, Wait, list- that's a band? I will be listening to them on Spotify all tomorrow. Oh, wow. This is great. This is so great. I'm so excited. They're a psychedelic rock and electronic music group from Quebec City, Quebec. Yes. Oh, geez. I feel like the guitarist was just like, all right, guys, I've crunched the numbers. All right, I've got the Google ad uh, data here. The only the only thing left that people search for on Google that is not a <laughs> band name, the highest ranking thing, Water on Mars. That's us. Done. That's, that's us. It. <laughs> Complete numbers game. All right. Oh, gosh, that's amazing. Energy drink. There is so much to say about energy drinks that I really don't know what to pick. Um, It's just so much terrible stuff. Uh, Guys, don't drink energy drinks. So the Wikipedia page is all excited about about adverse effects with with an entire tab on it. But uh, energy drinks have 
the effects caffeine and sugar provide, but there's little to no evidence that the wide variety of other ingredients have any effect. Wow. So it's a placebo. Good luck. Good job. Good job. Jeez, that sucks. Um, I know. However, I mean, it could be uh, two studies reported significant improvements in mental and cognitive performances, as well as increased sub- subjective alertness. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 I fall on the side of you know being a little more cautious, but. I I drink energy drinks now and again, just not ones with caffeine. I guess they're so gross. You don't drink them with caffeine. I, I guess sports drinks would be the, what I'm What's, talking oh, about. Gatorade. Point. Yeah. Oh well, those aren't, those aren't energy drinks. Yeah, I suppose that's those are true. Like electrolyte drinks, tiny little happy <laughs> electrolytes coursing back into your body. See what? See, you're doing the thing with chemicals again. You're making it sound happy. Exactly. Those are natural. But, your body has those. You're doing it again. By the way, <laughs> have you ever heard of relaxation, re- relaxation drinks? Oh my what? gosh, I had no idea there were relaxation drinks. I missed that. Where it's was in that? The article. It's near the top. Several beverages. Isn't isn't that booze? <laughs> exactly. It's no. Yes. It's in the 2000s, uh, some beverages were marketed as anti-energy drinks, chill out drinks, relaxation drinks, lava cola, slow cow, drank. Marley's Mellow Mood, Mary Jane's Mary Relaxing, relaxing soda. soda. Yep. And it's just, yep. <laughs> it's just like soda is definitely a stimulant. Like that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so, I feel like this would cancel, it, cancel each other out. Yeah, it's really bizarre. So I've got a couple different choices to go with. and um, Let me just say though, before you go on. Mm-hmm. Big soda is like there's big tobacco. I think mm-hmm. I think big soda is going to be our generation's big tobacco. Oh yeah, it's absolutely. so questionable what goes on. Well, I was actually going to point it out when we were talking about caffeine that there's a big push currently, and in drinks that's re- regulated, yes, but uh, you know covering things like that uh, in in solid form, there's no regulation to that. Yeah, so, exactly. You could have caffeine in your candy bar, and you find that after you eat your chocolate bar, you t- you feel really great. And man, don't you want to have another one? And you really don't know why. Yep. Um, but you know, it'd be great to have some regulation on that kind of thing. Maybe some kind of regulation on what's in the liquid stuff too. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's a little terrifying. But yes, I, I have a sense that you might be right that that is our our next that that's our white whale for our. <laughs> For our generation, yep. I guess. Um, yeah, to to uh, get off our soapbox, I guess. Uh, I have a lot of options here, uh, but top of the list is just the word vitamins, because oh, that could get me yeah. close. Uh, I did have another one that I could take, but I think I might just go with vitamins. All right. All right. Sounds good. Water on Mars. <laughs> Yay. There's so much that they have written about water on Mars. The band? No, so many, (laughs) so many citations. So a geological mystery commenced when observations from NASA's Mars Reconnaissance Orbiter revealed gully deposits that were not there 10 years ago, possibly caused by flowing salty water during the warmest months on Mars. That, what I just read, (laughs) 10 citations connected to it. Oh, nice. 10. Wow. This guy was doing his homework. Yeah. They are they are verifying the crap out of this. But, uh, so they think that water on Mars uh, is largely frozen in ice in this uh, point in time. 
but they say apparently it might contain um, 6 to 27% of the Earth's ocean in water, which is not too shabby. Wow. Um, that is fascinating, and that's really awesome. I, I really I, – I want to read more on this, but at the same time, I know that that's such a deep, you know, Wikipedia hole. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I am going to just continue on with water in general. <laughs> da, da, da. Where you wanted to be in the first place. Yes. So um, that, right. that sounds good. I may actually not be too far behind. I don't know how that's not. Wow, gut flora is in here. Yep. That's a hyperlink, and I really want to follow it. Yeah. Um, but the term vitamin was uh, derived from vitamine, a compound word coined in 1912 by the Polish biochemist. Wow. Kazimierz Funk. When working yeah, at- Funk. <laughs> I know. <laughs> His, his first name is, is super cool, too. K-A-Z-I-M-I-E-R-Z. His first I, name should just be Super. I wish. <laughs> Polish scientist Super Funk. <laughs> Funk. When, uh, when working at the Lister Institute of Preventive Medicine, the name is from vital and amine, meaning amine of life, I guess. Because it was suggested that the organic micro, micronutrient food factors that prevent uh, beriberi and perhaps other similar similar dietary deficiency diseases might be chemical aminase. Oh, amine. It is amine uh, because this is true of thiamine. So that makes oh, okay. sense. Amines. Yeah. Wow. But after it was found out that other such micronutrients were not amines, the word was shortened to vitamin in English because it was less embarrassing that we got it wrong. <laughs> You know, uh, something I always heard is that uh, when you cook vegetables, especially vegetables, but, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, meats as well, um, you lose a lot of the vitamins. Um, you guys ever heard that? I have heard that. Mm-hmm. I think I learned that in, back in like home ec in like high school. Yes. But according to this, uh, yeah, you lose, you lose a good percentage of some of them. Uh, like B1, you lose 26%. C, you lose 16 uh, B2, you actually uh, gain 3%. And uh, some vitamins become more bioavailable, meaning that the body can actually use them and absorb them uh, more when they're steamed or cooked. Also, that's- the that, that's also the name of a great uh, <laughs> a health food conscious uh, OkCupid. That's bioavailable. <laughs> bioavailable. I was just going to say, that's my status on OkCupid. <laughs> <laughs> Not relationally available, but I am bioavailable. <laughs> what I mean. Oh man! Uh, so I really want to follow gut flora, but I really feel like that's going to be the wrong route. <laughs> but I might go right at the top. Uh, we talk about such as di- dietary minerals, and I feel like that might have fiber, mm, fiber in there somewhere. Maybe. Yeah. So I'm going to follow that and see where it goes. You guys move on. All right. Yeah, that seems like a good, a good, a good idea. All right, Tim, you're at water. So I, I think this is appropriate for our our journey here. Sherlock Holmes held that from a drop of water, a logician could infer the possibility of an Atlantic or a Niagara without having seen or heard of one or the other. So from an anteater, <laughs> we could infer the possibility of vinegar and sing fight songs to Disney tunes. <laughs> 
Uh, anyway, water, um, they do have a lot on water here. Not a whole lot talking about food. Water is very important. It, it does uh, go along with dietary fiber playing a very important role in regulation, but it doesn't quite mention that there. I'm going to try a different route. Okay. We're so um, the classical element of water was also one of the five elements in traditional Chinese philosophy, along with earth, fire, metal, and wood. I'm going with wood. You're going to – okay. I, wood I is made of fibers. I see what you're doing. I, I'm following, sort of. I'm not following. Oh, no. I need to check these things before I click them. Yeah, you got to check the – Oh, It's, it's, no, it's wood as the Chinese element. <laughs> yes. It's not just wood. You well, know, you can use one of your backtracks if you want. You can look. You can look and decide if you want to backtrack. Uh, we'll go to. Uh, I actually also like to backtrack. Oh really? Yeah. This this dietary element page is not helping at all. Hmm. Um, I'm in fact going to backtrack and go with gut flora because yeah, you that's got, that's got to have fiber. Out to die. I apparently have. No, no, I can do this. Let's see. <laughs> you just really wanted to clear your gut flora. I really do. There are plenty of good options on that page. You just you just made that decision and you regretted it immediately. I did. I am, and guess I what? Am, the word fiber is on gut flora. So uh, there. Good job. The the only word that is a food <laughs> in the water page is noodles. But yes. it's in a caption. <laughs> water can be used to cook foods such as noodles. That's uh, that's thanks Wikipedia. If it's in, if it's in a <laughs> caption, you can use it. Oh, it can. I'm going to noodles. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I'm definitely taking Aww. gut flora, and we'll read up on this later. But for right now, uh, I'm going to uh, just jump straight to fiber because I was already supposed to be somewhere else. Oh, oh, it is it fiber redirects to dietary fiber. Oh, I got you there. made it. Ta da! Dietary fiber. I made it from. Where where did we start? The running of the bulls. Running of the bulls, the dietary fiber. And we yes. took some detours. <laughs> well, good job. Some, some amazing detours. So what did we learn? I, I may have I may have lost, but I have learned that in two thousand two archaeologists found an earthenware bowl containing the world's oldest known noodles. <laughs> measured to roughly four thousand years BP. What is BP? Before present. Okay. Uh, I learned that there is such a thing as the WHO pain ladder, yeah, and that it is very disappointing. I learned that fecal weight is dictated by the holding of water by the residual dietary fiber after fermentation. Wow. The, the bacterial mass, and there may also be an added osmotic effect of products of bacterial fermentation on fecal mass. Wow. And then immediately jumps into a paragraph about wheat bran. <laughs> as you do. All right, I uh, I think we can call this episode right. uh, done. This episode is done. And apologies again for the, the bad audio quality. We'll we'll do better next time. Hopefully next time we'll know better. We'll hopefully we'll know better. Good night, everyone. Outro hey, music. Da, 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 da.